Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of The Travis Pepper Show, the show where we take your recommendations. And by the way, thank you to everybody that sends stuff in because we've got so much content to get through now. And if you're new to the show and you want to send us recommendations, we're looking for books, films, albums, documentaries, anything that we can digest. And we come back each week and we review the stuff you recommend. Um, so those of you that listened last week will be well aware that we are now bringing on guests to the show that are setting us challenges to do and last week we were set the challenge of partaking in the carnivore diet so the first thing we talk about this week is how our what our experience has been eating nothing but meat all week we also review the movie parasite which took the oscars by storm last year and the final thing is an album we review flow state by tash sultana so i hope you enjoy if you sometimes feel like a moron Don't worry, we've got one too Because we're not that clever But we make it all up With our can-do attitude So if you like a bit of banter With me and this old wanker We've got just the thing for you We've got lots of content and it won't make sense. It's the Travis Pepper Show. There we go. Good Fucking morning, hell. good afternoon, and good night. Good evening. Good evening. What a week. How what many... a week it's been. <laughs> what a week it's been, <laughs> Luke. <laughs> <laughs> We're into week one of the challenges. Let's do the challenges, Travis said. It'll be a good idea, he said. It is a good idea, but it's just not what, a good mate? idea for us. <laughs> yeah, it is a good idea, um, and it was a great idea, mm-hmm. and, then I, and then it all went real wrong real quick, and it wasn't as fun an idea. Um, Correct. But <laughs> that's okay. That's not a problem. Isn't it? I think no. it's a little bit of a problem. I, I had a little bit of a problem with you having a little bit of a problem this week. Do you know what's funny about that, right? Okay, so we're going to dive straight into the fact that I've shat myself this week. Right? <laughs> Do you we're know what's funny with... about that? Big list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing was, right, because there was so much like, oh, Luke will shit himself. And it happened in day one. And I was like, "Yeah, Tra- Travis is not going to believe. I was like, if I pop up on the podcast next week and say, yeah. on day one, I shut myself, he's just going to think, oh, you're doing it for the drama of the podcast. You're, for, you're, fa- <laughs> you're fabricating this story to make the podcast fun. Or embellishing or something. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Which I wasn't. So I was sat there with shit in my pants and I was like, I've just got to take a picture and send it to him. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry that I did. Well, but I, I just had no other option. When you sent me, when you sent me the messages, I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was, <laughs> I was just sat over there on the sofa, and I was, I was laughing my ass off. And I just kind of, uh, I, I walked out into uh, into the living room, and went uh, to my housemates. I was like. Hey guys, so you know this carnival diet challenge that I'm doing starting next week? My mate's just started and he's shit himself. And they, and they, they kind of went, oh, oh looking forward to it then. And I was like, they went, he hasn't, has he? And I was like, no, he sent me a picture. Yeah. And the best bit was they went, why would he send you a picture? And I went, no, 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 it's justified. So like, I was, back, I was <laughs> oh, backing you up being like, Thank no, no, you. it's fine. 
They were like, what kind of friend sends you a picture of uh, poo in their pants? And I was like... <laughs> No, no, it's reasonable. Yeah, but that is a that is a valid question from them. Maybe we should we should um, leave that till later in the show. In what oh. would Travis do? And it's what would Travis do if uh, your friend sends a picture <laughs> of their poopy pants? Shooting, yeah, you can do that. Um, but for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, last week we had a guest on called Adam. And Travis has come up with the genius idea that in season three, we will get our guests to give us challenges that we will run for two weeks. He gave us the carnivore diet, which I started straight away. And you've not started yet, have you? No, not yet. I'm starting no. it. When are you starting? This week. I'm yeah, going to be so starting it. I'll, I'll explain a bit more about what I'm gearing up for. <laughs> After you tell your story, because your story has influenced how I'm approaching this challenge really? now. No, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. So, so like, mate, this, honest to God, this is the truth. I swear on my mum's life. I swear on your life. What I'm about to tell you now <laughs> is an exact recollection of what happened, right? So I went, I'm going to go balls in. And obviously, as you know, I'm typically been a vegetarian for, uh, over a year. Uh, had a little mm-hmm. bit of fish recently, but primarily vegetarian. So for me, going from, that to I'm going to eat meat and only meat. I was like, right, okay, it's going to be tough. But I thought I'll write a diary and I'm going to put this diary that I've written into a video format and I won't go through it all, but I will read you day one because I okay. thought I'll sit, I'll sit down, I'll sit <laughs> down and I will write at the end of the day, my diary for the day, for day one, right? So this is, I'm going to read it word for word from this document that I've got. Mm-hmm. And no one I told had hope for you as well what do you mean uh, well i was like oh yeah he's he's jumping straight onto this uh carnivore diet and he's a vegetarian yeah. and everyone went okay really yeah like yeah. so no no one had much hope anyway so no well <laughs> i've I, i've delivered on that mm. um so day one says so if we're gonna do this i'm gonna do this properly I've been to Sainsbury's this morning and I've spent £35 on meat and we'll see how far that goes because I want to track how expensive the diet is because one of the things I wanted to track was how expensive this is compared Mm -hmm. to kind of having it before. So I went into Sainsbury's, spent £35 on meat. It's a weird shop doing that, isn't it? Because you basically are in one aisle. One of the benefits Mm. is you're in in and out of the supermarket (laughs) fucking like a bullet out of a gun because you've only got one aisle that you can make use of. Like, and that's it. And you're going like, I'll have some pork sausage and I'll have some pork mince and then I'll have a little bit of this and I'll have a little mm-hmm. bit of that. Um, so yeah, that, that, that is what, uh, to be fair, that is one of the benefits. You're in and out of the shops real quick. Okay. Um, so I then, the second paragraph then goes on to say, it's only day one. So I can't jump to any conclusions, but I can't see how this is healthy for you long term. I've decided to keep taking my multivitamins so that I'm, and I've stopped at I'm. And the reason that I stopped there is because oh. that's when I shat myself. I oh. shat myself <laughs> when, oh. I was right, when I was writing my diary <laughs> for day one. <laughs> right? And I was sitting here and I went, 
that wasn't a fart. <laughs> and I knew straight away that it wasn't. <laughs> and, I've, and I've had to waddle down to the house. And <laughs> you're, in the, you're in the shed. <laughs> I, was in the sh- I, was, I was sitting in this chair. And I've had to waddle down to the house with poo in my pants and just like... Do you know what? It wasn't even. I wasn't even. I wasn't even laughing. Like I wasn't even like this would be funny for the podcast. I was like, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I, was, I, I was just genuinely annoyed. <laughs> and it was that like it was that moment of slowly pulling down my pants and being like, yeah, there, there we go. And I just thought I've got to send this to Travis. Like I have to send this to Travis. Um, so obviously I kind of managed to do the rest in the toilet and then and then um, came back to finish finish writing my diary. So my diary says, right, <laughs> taking my multivitamins so that I'm dot, 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 I've shat myself. <laughs> you, fucking, <laughs> you fucking can't write this. But halfway through writing my day one diary, I farted and it wasn't a fart. Inevitably, I've shit myself. I've had to waddle down to the house to scrape out my pants. Oh, well, that's day one over. I guess it can only go up from here. So that was genuinely my first day on the carnivore <laughs> diet. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm, I'm oh. glad that it had the desired effects. But, like, I won't go through all of my diary. I mean, mate, I'll be honest with you, right? Uh-huh. I, I've given up. I, I said I was going to do two weeks, and I've let myself down because I haven't, and I've given up. And because um, I liked, I will see these things through, and I like to push myself. But I just had liquid ass for five days. I didn't have a solid. I didn't. I didn't have a solid in five days. <laughs> right. I was shitting through the eye of a needle, um, and it was awful. My stomach was in bits. Obviously, my energy wasn't great. First night, I, d- I slept awfully. The first mm. night, like mm-hmm. really, really badly. And my family were like, "Oh, it's because you're on this diet. It's not healthy for you. This is the most ridiculous thing you've ever done." Like, <laughs> I was just, yeah. I, was just like, I mean, it is for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, but- yeah, yeah. Like they're like, "Oh, you like doing ridiculous diets, but this one just takes the piss." <laughs> and I was, and uh, so I didn't sleep the next day. So then, like everything I was doing that week, oh, it's because you're only eating meat. <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, something," you know. We lost a uh, we lost the deal today at work, and they were like, "Well, that's because you're on that meat diet." I was like, oh, it's not. But anyway, slept awfully. Second <laughs> right. second night second night slept better, but like my energy during the day wasn't great. And mm-hmm. Adam was saying that at some point you'd get to like when the carbohydrates have gone out and you start burning fat and you're in ketosis that you're going to get that energy. I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it on day three, day four. I was getting better day three, day four, but I was just so bored of having to be within like 20 mile, like a 20 meter radius of a toilet. Mm-hmm. I was just like, mm-hmm. this, this isn't, this isn't life. Like I'm living next to the toilet. Um, so I just decided, yeah, not for me. I'm going to pack it in because I've done intermittent fasting before. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I've done it like for where I've fasted for two days where I haven't, haven't had food and you get into ketosis and your energy levels are good and you're, and you're clear headed and your concentration, your focus is clear. So I was kind mm-hmm. of expecting to get that from this, but I, I didn't. Um, ah, so you had that as a reference and that's kind of what you were looking for. Yeah. Well, I was wondering if this is how that was going to work. Like I was going right. to drop into ketosis. Maybe it was too much of a shock for my body. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like it. You went straight from majority veg Eventually. diet to uh, yeah. to meat and dairy because you, you didn't have much dairy either. Uh, what when I was on the veggie diet or when yeah. I was on the? Um, so I might have a little splash of milk. I don't really eat cheese, mm-hmm. um, but that's more 
I don't know. I don't mind cheese, but I just don't really eat a lot of cheese. I'm happy to, but I don't. Mm-hmm. A little bit mm-hmm. of milk. Uh, have a yogurt occasionally, like a little, you know, palate cleanser of a yogurt. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, no. Okay. No. And so, I've got shit loads of meat left. You know, the meat goat, that's the one thing I did notice is you, I feel like you eat less quantity. Like I was eating, say like two pork chops overnight. And I was like, I'm, I'm hungry. And I didn't feel bloat. I'm, I'm full, sorry. And I didn't feel bloated. Right. And I didn't sit and, you know, like when you sit and eat loads of rice and pasta, you get really bloated belly and stuff like that. I wasn't. I was eating like a couple of steaks and I was being like, oh, I'm stuffed. Mm. Didn't feel bloated. But yeah, I also kind of didn't feel great. But you'll find it's bland as well. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of... This oh. is This is the main... This is what I'm, mo- if I were grumpy, this is what I'm most grumpy about. It's, it's taste, it's flavor because I, I, I love cooking and I, and yeah. I love all of that. And it basically all the flavor is being, is going to get taken out of my diet, diet on Tuesday. So yep. this is, this is something, something I'm worried about, not worried about, but just like not looking forward to, um, because yeah. yeah, it's 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 the Christmas holidays now for me, and I was like, oh, Christmas holidays, I get to eat. Is it? I have food up for and stuff. Christmas. No, I have, I have though. I forgot to tip a holiday off this year and did the same thing that I did uh, a couple of years back, and so I've got to take all my okay. holiday now. You got so, to take your holiday now. Understood. Yeah, but you sent me. I first picture you sent me wasn't your pooey pants. First picture you sent me was your first meal of the day, which was. Tritho and uh, uh, scrambled egg, scrambled eggs, right? Yeah. Okay. Which didn't give me hope because when I was looking into the the diet, um, I've been I've been looking into it all week. The first thing it says is avoid processed meats and sausage based meat. Oh right, okay, maybe that's where I went wrong then. So when you sent me that, I was like, that is the greasiest. Okay, right. Um, so I was, I was scared for you. And then lo and behold, oh, so that evening, that's where I, yeah. um, yeah, I, I saw that, but then that's where, th- this is why I haven't started yet because I was kind of interested to see how, how it went for you because what, what I've done is I've done something different. So I'm bringing back a Sexy. special Sex is right over there. Sex is there. Sexy didn't go anywhere. (laughs) Um, I'm bringing back a character from season one. Travis Cooker. I'm bringing back Travis Cooker. There's only one man. There's only one one man that can do this challenge. And it's not Travis Pepper. (laughs) It's Travis Cooker. He's so I need to. From... So Travis Cooker was my alter ego from season one, and Travis Cooker just got on with it, had a great plan for everything, and uh, would cook the best meals possible. And I thought only only a gentleman of such stature could uh, survive the carnivore diet in a way. So mm-hmm. I've got two tasks, which I've kind of I don't know if this is my spin or spin on it or what other people have been doing, but I'm yep. planning on. Um, Inadvertently, hopefully, yeah, keeping the price down, but also trying to get all of the different possible sources of vitamins from the meat, the dairy, and stuff like that. So the first thing I thought was I need to go 
I need to go to a butcher. I need to go to like a local butcher who's got some really good quality food, really good locally sourced uh, food. And I need to, I need to talk to them and actually get some ideas for what I can get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a lot of research and the idea is, the it was what I read about uh, Eskimos. So Eskimos are primarily meat-based diet. They would eat fish and seal. Uh, in the north because vegetables can't grow but what they would be doing is when they're eating this meat is they're eating every part of the animal so they'd be eating the brain the heart the liver and everything and all yeah. of these body parts where these the at that animal is uh, storing it so yeah. people who 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 developed in that area have a, a greater tolerance uh, or a, or a greater uh, a better form for digesting this kind of food in this in this way someone who's never eaten that way before and whose ancestors have never eaten that way before yeah probably aren't gonna do it now this didn't make me go yeah hopefully i've got eskimo blood (laughs) (laughs) well travis pepper would have that's the kind of thing that travis maybe having him he might have eskimo blood in even if i don't yeah at least trying to eat those sources might make it a slightly easier idea so i had a call with a German butcher. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, with a German butcher you to talk about... You picked up the phone to a German butcher. That's such a funny image. <laughs> <laughs> My housemate was was sat in reserve, a speakerphone, right. so sat in reserve ah, to chime in okay. if, in case I... Uh, only a couple of times How I kind of... How did you get on with the German part, the speaking, the German? The, the, the speaking was fine. They understood me perfectly. Yeah, okay. Ah, oh, nice. I could not understand them some of the time, though. So right, okay. I was there kind of going... It's hard, isn't it? I was kind of there going like, good, bad, good, bad. Oh, good. Yeah, cool. Uh, to my housemate. He's <laughs> like, oh, good. Yeah. So basically, um, my housemate afterwards said, there was one point where they sounded very confused by the stuff that you were asking about. But then I think towards the end, she kind of worked out what you were doing. <laughs> and so, uh, so I'm going on Tuesday to this, this uh, lovely, lovely butchers who helped me out. And um, what I'm doing is I'm doing a meal plan where I can... Uh, hopefully get as much of a variation as possible so that includes fish okay. that includes um mostly uh fatty meats as well but mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. liver offal i think i've got mm-hmm. beef tongue on the list as well um beef beef tongue beef tongue apparently that's good i'm not looking forward to, i've tried it before but i've tried it f- yeah. in like a sushi place and uh-huh. it was just tasted like steak but chewier but because it was cooked well i don't know if i'll cook it as well mm-hmm. who knows but we'll find out. it was, yeah, it was, it was really interesting putting this together. And, uh, one of the other things I'm getting is, uh, it's bone and bone marrow is meant to ah, have a okay. lot in there. So, so I um, did that. Oh, you did. Okay. I did do that. I got a, I got a, I got a, um, a bone broth mm-hmm. from grass fed cows. Nice. And you can, I did, you know, sometimes I did that with chicken. So like I'd have, I'd cook the chicken breast mm-hmm. and then kind of make my own little soup with chicken bits in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. With, a, with a scoop, with a scoop of the bone broth in there. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I might keep taking the, bro- the bone broth because it's meant to be really good for you. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I did this, do that. This is, I'll, I'll talk about it next week and what I'm, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to keep a diary of 
what I'm doing a video diary so I can show people what I've come up with, but I've got some strange ideas, um, including, uh, like trying to make broth, uh, like in a hot chocolate style and it's all animal stuff. So it, it, it might not work, but yeah, the idea is, uh, I'm going to make my own bone broth from scratch, uh, with the bones, use the marrow to add to other things. And this is where the Travis cooker thing has got to come into play. I still want it to taste as nice as possible. So I've been mm -hmm. looking into like where the flavor can come from. And so this is going to be a lot of, uh, leaving the meat in salt overnight in order to get that infused no, in I there. I didn't do anything like this. Using butter, cream, uh, and stuff like that. And so hopefully it's gonna go okay you Maybe. sound like you've you sound like you've gone this is like typical travis versus the moron style <laughs> like you've taken your time you've thought about what you were gonna do yeah and you've planned it i just straight away went let's go get loads of meat from the meat aisle <laughs> and then just i love sausages <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what's happened here um and i obviously i obviously suffered for it but it yeah. did make me realize that like you know when you were talking about flavors i was like fuck i really miss like a plate where you've got a bit of beetroot and some like mediterranean mm -hmm. veg and the flavors and the colors Ooh. and like just eating salt and meat is like yeah uh, visually it 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 looks shit yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, there's it, no it, color dynamic in the in the exactly. dish or anything Oh, yeah, but yeah, exactly. And it's um, like you said last week, people are different depending on their ancestors and where they've come from and stuff like that. When I gave mm. up meat, I didn't miss it. And I think you get a lot of people that really do miss the meat and that, oh, I couldn't live without a burger or a steak or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get that. But weirdly, giving up the vegetables, I was like, I just want a piece of broccoli. <laughs> 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 yeah. just, get, just one little bit of broccoli that's as, what I'm asking as much as your childlike demeanour would con uh, contradict this you do like your vegetables it seems so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, lo I, lo I love my veg, you'd be a great influence so if if you've got a load of kids that won't eat their vegetables if you you just wheel you, me in <laughs> wheel you you'd in you'd be like We've got our we've got our resident man child here, um, oh, and he's going to scoff a plate of broccoli oh. in front of everyone. So. <laughs> go, go around to the local schools, like wheeling the vegetable boy. And it's like, <laughs> hey kids, it's the vegetable boy. Yeah, and come up with like a little broccoli dance. Mm. Um, well, my friend, uh, my friend here had a. Th I don't know if it's a theory. I haven't even looked into it, but it, I kind of mm. liked how it sounded, and it was that. Um, Sugar aside and addiction aside, your body's going to tell you what you want. And he said that he always found that, you know, when he was going through puberty, he would want just like carbs and meat and all that kind of stuff. But now he's like 25, 26. He actually, if he did that, if he ate the same stuff he was eating then yeah, or wanted to eat then, he'd be missing the vegetables. So his, he, he's got this mentality that, ah, uh, Kids will will eat what they want to eat, but like you yeah. know, you have the anomalies like sugar, caffeine, and all of that. So, sure. which you can actually get addicted to. And I was like, yeah. yeah, it's not. I guess there's a difference between like a bodily craving and like miss wanting the taste. Because maybe I think I'm gonna miss sweetness 
Did, mm. did you? See, I, no. You're not a sweet, but sweet I'm, tooth. I'm lucky. I, I don't have a sweet tooth at all, no. Mm. I, I don't like chocolate, sweets, everything like that. I can just pass by. Like mm. I... Where I, where I'm a sucker, where I can be a sucker, I'm pretty disciplined, but where I could be a sucker is like biscuits, crisps, <laughs> like a savory right. thing. I used to, yeah. used to love a, a pasty, a sausage roll, that kind of stuff. But yeah. bar, bar a galaxy, load of sugar, doesn't really interest me. Right. Um, I can't do sweets all. like bonbons. <clears throat> But I could do like bon, chocolate. Bon, 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 bon. <laughs> Basically, my brain went, this is the German word. Yeah, but this is an English podcast. Well, I'm going to say it anyway. Fuck it. Bonbon. Bon. Bon, bon. Well, bonbon, is that not French? Bonbon. Bon. It's yeah, the bon, same. Bon. Yeah. Voulez-vous, eh, bonbon? V- I don't know what voulez-vous means. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> It means. Would you bonbon? Would you sweet? Would you bonbon bon with me? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, um, but do it's, I'm, I'm gone. Voulez vous coucher avec moi? C'est ça? Would you like to sleep with me tonight? Yeah. 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 Mate. There we go. Well, that's my that's my update. I'm looking forward to it. Have you got a conclusion for you? Then yeah, I mean, I think, it, I think yeah. Yeah, it was fucking shit. That's my conclusion. Man. Um, I was going to say, <laughs> I think it's kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, I don't get how anybody can do that long term. Not saying that Adam's a liar, mm-hmm, but he's mm-hmm. a fucking liar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's not been doing it for a year. <laughs> I'll clip this up and send it to him. Um, he's going to be there, no, like not... rubbing his hands together, like <laughs> they fell for it. Bunch of morons. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well um, I, I had, I, you know what? One thing I did do when I was like, ah, this is bullshit. I went onto mm. his Instagram and his million pound mission Instagram is just full of plates of meat. So he obviously does do it and he it obviously works yeah. for him. But for me, uh-uh, just like my, mm. my gut said, my gut said no. Um, challenge one, didn't really enjoy it. I quit too early. I gave up too soon, but I was bored of shit through the eye of a needle. I look forward to another challenge that I can persist with. Yeah. You know? Cause I'm, I'm all up for suffering, but. I wasn't up for liquid ass, like, you know what I mean? My suffering that's soon to come, I assume, is uh, I'm worried because I'm still taking German lessons, so I'm sitting in a classroom. Oh, mate, if you shit yourself in German class, it will make me feel so much better. I am not. I will not. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm like, I know I shouldn't want to wish suffering upon you, but I really would like you to shit yourself in a worse don't, situation. Don't than think me. of me. Think of the other people in the room that are going to suffer. Don't. I don't care. I, I, I just couldn't care. I'm I don't care. Point it's now. good content. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am conscious of the fact talking about content that we spent like we're going to spend so much time talking about meat and shitty pants that we should probably do something that isn't you know doesn't involve meat and shitty pants. Um, doesn't involve meat and shitty pants. Do we have anything that doesn't involve meat? That doesn't involve pants? meat and shitty mm. pants. Have we got? Let um, me check the agenda for today. What have we got? So yeah, we've got. Last week we assigned ourselves uh, a book, a movie, and an album. We're going to be doing the movie and the book this week. Um, the book was the movie and the book. This Sorry, one. the movie and the album. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, technical issues the surrounding book, the book. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I was scammed this week because of that book. So we've been we've been recommend. This is so stupid as well. I can't believe I did this. I'm, I'm so stupid. <laughs> you serious? You're being serious right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm being serious. Yeah, I lost I lost fifty quid. Um, 
So the <laughs> your face, I know. What? I know. So, so what? What was the book that we were recommended? Fierce. The no. That, that, so that's our backup one. Right. We were recommended okay. another book, but we got in touch. Yeah. Basically, we looked at the book. We couldn't find... Uh, there wasn't a version available in Germany. There wasn't. Uh, there was only a hardback version available in the UK. So we messaged the recommendee, recommender, and... Um, Chief of marketing, hadn't. apparently. Yeah, she's now head of marketing. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> That's as easy as it is to get a job with us. <laughs> Send us one book, you get a title. <laughs> we're actually we've, we're actually a really large company, just because no, <laughs> no one knows that they're working growing. for us. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we're going. So we asked for a different one. It yeah. was originally Leopard, Fashion's Most Powerful Prince, but That's hopefully was, we're going to be sourcing another one. You got scammed. <laughs> Go I got scammed, right? right. So I was, look, I was looking for um, this book, Leopard, Fashion's Most Powerful Print. Like you say, I could have got the hardback, but it wasn't on Kindle. So I started looking for like a PDF, online PDF, free PDF. Um, so I was going through all these websites and there was nothing, basically. And... There was a couple of websites where it was like, you can sign up for a free trial and you uh, get the downloadable version of this PDF. And I was like, no, nah, this is a scam. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this because it's one of these where you go to sign up and it's like, we just need your credit card to uh, confirm your account, right? We don't take any money, but we just need it to confirm. And I was like, I'm not putting my credit card details in. And like you say, this was going so, this was going on for ages and ages and ages we got in contact with the person that recommended the book and <laughs> this person was like, okay, there's, you can get the PDF online. So I was like looking and I was like, you can't. And then she'd said, you can get the PDF online. So I thought, fuck it. I'm going to sign up to one of these websites. Right. <clears throat> so I signed up to this website and I thought, put my details in, give them, I gave my card details, signed in, typed in the book. It's not there. Like, so like I type in the book and before it was telling me that it was there and I needed to sign in as soon as I'd signed in and given my card details. Um, I then searched their library of books and it was nowhere to be found. So I was okay. like, okay, fine. I'm going to cancel my membership. Right. So go to cancel my membership. And it says you, you know, the free trial is a month, let's say. Mm -hmm. And, I go to cancel and it's like, you are eligible to cancel on this date. And the date that I'm eligible to cancel was the day after my three month trial. So the three month trial was never existent because they don't let you cancel your account until you have paid for it. And then my membership fee for the month is 50 quid. So basically I thought it was a free sign up, signed up to it. And then it was like, no, you're going to get charged 50 quid. And I didn't even get the fucking PDF either. So whoever recommended this book, it's fucking so annoying. <laughs> and I've sworn a lot there, but yeah. Is she, she, is she getting fired then if she's yeah, head of marketing? Yeah, back out on the streets. Be gone with you. Um, but the PDF long, <laughs> she, she, Do you know what? She's probably built the website. It's probably her website. <laughs> <laughs> and one, one of our recommenders are scandals. She's, she's opened the website, created this fake book and said, yeah, this twat, this twat will fall for it, which I did, hook, line and sinker. Um, but, what was I going to say? In the end, I threw a massive, in the end, I threw a massive wobbly and they cancelled my account for me. I managed to find a way to contact them and I was like, this is an absolute scam because you say it's free, but then you sign up and you won't let me cancel until I paid. So I was like, it's not free. It's false advertising. I'm going to highlight this to somebody. 
And they were like, we've cancelled your account, sir. You won't be charged. <laughs> Brilliant. Nicely Thank done. You. Nicely nice. done. You had a comeback so, at the end. Like, that's good. That's good. Yes. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did come back from the, from <clears throat> the scam. Um, what was I going to say? What's our plan with this book then? We're, We're going to do it well. We're doing podcast on the podcast again, which is Stop it. Stop it. <clears throat> Behave. Well, I just want to know what we could do because I can't get hold of the book and then it's going to be my fault that I've not read it. Don't worry. Mm. We'll sort something out. We'll sort something out. We always, we always sort something out. Okay, cool. All right. So we've got the <laughs> uh, film and we've got the album to do. Yes, this we week. do. Um, can, can I request that we do the film first? Sure. So cool. the film the film was uh, Oscar award winning Parasite from last year won Best Picture. It's a it's a Korean film uh, about the uh, greed and class discrimination um, in uh, in Korea, uh, and we watch a family try and manipulate another family uh, throughout the film uh, from a position. Um, in order, in order to make money off of them, it's yeah, it's a very, very interesting film. Obviously, it's um, it's all in Korean, so watched it with subtitles because yeah, one language is enough to learn. So, not um, learning Korean. How long? How long did you watch it before you realised that? I knew before. Oh right, okay. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it took me two and a half minutes before I was like, "Hang on!" I thought you were going to say two and a half hours. That's how long <laughs> no, the movie no, no, is. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it took me two and a half minutes. I was sitting there for a while, and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. Like this yeah. is gonna." I don't know. I thought they were going to change. I thought it was. I didn't have to. I didn't have to <laughs> get the first couple of minutes. I don't know. I just sat there for a while. Well, I, I have like, done something similar. When I first watched The Godfather, when I downloaded it, I didn't download the subtitle track. And of course, there are bits in Italian in there. Okay. And I thought it was just like, oh, artistic and tasteful. You're not meant to know what they're talking about at this bit. Um, but then but the entire finale, like for the, the whole rest of the movie, absolutely fine. But the finale is in oh, no, Italian. Right. And I was like, right. I've just, it's a long film as well. Godfather. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I, do you know, I've never seen it. I've never seen The Godfather. Oh, someone might seen. recommend it. Yeah, I've never seen The Godfather. Um, but so this is the first time I've watched a film with subtitles. Mm-hmm. And um, I found it like, because I can read. So like, that, <laughs> don't laugh at that. That's not funny. Just to confirm for everybody <laughs> listening at home. Well, I can read. I feel like I have to, I feel the need to confirm because like, I'm a, obviously the idiot in this entourage of two. So there's no evidence in the, uh, however, what, what, what oh. how many books is it? 10 books that we've read over the course yeah, of this podcast. So I just okay. like, but I, I did find it, I did find it a little bit weird trying to watch and read, <clears throat> if that makes sense, because yeah, you're like, okay, I'm going to try and take the scenery in, but you don't want to miss anything. And mm-hmm. there was probably three or four occasions that I had to, um, kind of rewind it and go back mm-hmm. and, and, and and check what was said. Um, but so in your explanation of the film, you said it was one family trying to manipulate another family. Is that what mm-hmm. you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a family of four that are the lower class and a family mm-hmm. of four that are the upper class. Mm-hmm. And when you say manipulate them, they are, they, they, they're working for them, aren't they? They end up working as their driver. The, English t- the boy teaches English, the girl teaches yeah. art, and the, and the mum is the cleaner. So they're kind but of it, but, working. Yeah, but they but they manipulated the the facts and therefore the person that they were providing those facts to. So so it's not like 
there was an advert uh, an advertisement for a driver mm-hmm. and then they applied and got the job they actively uh, as soon as one person got in they actively went through and got rid of uh, the other people working for this family to get other members of their family so yeah i yes. yeah i put that straight down as manipulation as a as a way okay Okay, yeah, but when um, you said manipulation, I was thinking about me getting manipulated with the book. You know, like I got sold something that wasn't there. Whereas this this family were kind of providing a service. They manipulated the situation to put themselves in that position. The circumstances but, of, of yeah, which yeah, they, they were. they manipulated the circumstances. Yeah. But, then, then they, um, but then they were providing, as I say, the service. They weren't mm-hmm, kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, ripping them off to a, a certain extent. Um, I think this is going to be one of these films... Mm-hmm. Where you're gonna have to explain to me why it's good, <laughs> and I've <laughs> and I've probably misunderstood because, like yeah. you said, I looked at it and it's like won all these awards and um, it's done really, really well last year. Yeah, and I was like, I got to the end of it and I was like, yeah, I kind of was really underwhelmed by the whole thing. Really, to be to be brutally okay. honest, yeah. Okay, talk, talk me through what you took away from it. What 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 got you to this underwhelmed point then? Um, so I thought it was cool how the family. So you got this, you know, lower class family that are manipulating, like you say, the situation, and they end up working for the the, the uh, richer family. Um, I liked all of that, and the rich family go away on vacation mm-hmm. and they go away camping for the little boy's birthday. And so the lower class family, they move in for the weekend or wherever, mm-hmm. don't they? Mm-hmm. And they live in the house. And I knew that w- w- when, when you, when you saw that it was bucketing it down with rain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I-, I know that the family are coming home early. Right. I kind of got that straight away. So I was like, okay. Um, then the, there's a lady that knocks on the door and it's the old cleaner. Mm-hmm. And she comes in and she's like, I've left something in the house and she goes into the basement and she's been hiding her husband down there, basically feeding him, which I thought was mm-hmm. all quite cool. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've seen it. I've kind of seen it before. There's a film called The Boy where mm-hmm. there, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but no, it's the same no. thing. Bloke, bloke, blokes hiding in the house. Right. So up until that point where the geezer was hiding downstairs, I was like, this is all really cool. And then even when they discovered him downstairs, I was kind of really with it. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, this is all exciting. But then I'll tell you where it lost me. All right. So some of the things that lost me were, um, A, the lights. Who the fuck builds lights like that where they're controlled from the basement? Is that, was it me or was that just a load of shit? Uh, I think it's like, it's like a circuit breaker. So you'll have light switches in the house. Yeah. But then everything can be turned on and off from But that the one individual light. No, there were loads of switches. Because that's the bit I didn't understand. Where the geezer's doing the the he keeps turning the light on and off. Mm-hmm. So the guy that's living in the basement is turning, he turns the lights on as the man walks up the stairs. So as the mm. man walks up the stairs, he turns like one on with his head. This, so this is the husband that's been hiding in the basement. He turns like one on, he turns like two on, he turns like three on separately on three different switches. And mm. I thought, oh, that is, that's a load of, that's a load of tripe. Like I've, mm. I've never known that lights have 
a switch indoors that can also mm. be controlled from the basement downstairs. And and the whole story kind of pivots around this light because after so so you you fast forward and there's a big scene at the end, isn't there, where there's all these murders and the guy mm. escapes from the basement and and the dad of the lower class family kills the dad of the upper class family and he hides in the basement, right? And he sends his son a message, an SOS message mm-hmm. via that light. And I'm like, that's rubbish because that light would never that light would never exist to be able well, to send that message. Did you ever think that that was maybe why? Because obviously um uh, they talk a lot about the architect who made the house and mm-hmm. the the old housekeeper holds this architect in high esteem and it's because of this architect that she knew that there was a basically a safe house. So you could see, uh, think that that was specifically designed for a situation where if you're in a safe house and you need to send uh, a Morse code message or an SOS message. So that might actually be the prime, uh, primary purpose of those switches in the basement. Okay. So right, fair enough. That's 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 a better better explanation. Yeah. So then you had that thing that which got me. The second the, the second thing is in 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 the scene where um the upper class family come back to the house by surprise. There's mm-hmm. two things that annoyed me. Mm-hmm. First, she sweeps she sweeps all the mess under the table. Mm-hmm. You know, because they've been having a drink up or whatever, and she sweeps every, and you never like that just is forgotten about. And then there's a second scene where the dad is lying on the floor and the, uh, cause, cause he's trying to sneak, the dad's trying to sneak out and you've got two people from the family lying asleep on the sofa mm-hmm. and they wake up off the sofa and they don't see him on the floor. And he was like right there. I was nah, like, oh, yeah, that's easy though. That's easy to miss. They had a flashlight strike. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, they've just woken okay. up. They're delirious. The kid was shining a flashlight uh, straight at their faces from the tent. Easily wouldn't be able to see it. Like if I if I shone a torch into your face, you wouldn't be able to see anything going around it, especially in mm. the dark. So, okay. and and of course, you know, psychologically, as soon as you enter a situation, you kind of match what's going on, and it's usually changes in that situation that alert you. So it's because the dad stayed completely still didn't do anything and um, because they didn't see any movement, there was nothing to make them go, wait, what was that? Okay. So, well, that, that got me a little bit. Have you, have you never then, been in this situation where you're like, I don't know, you've, you've, you're looking at a picture. It's like one of those, um, I don't know, those trick videos. And it's like that you, you watch it and they go, so where was the gorilla? Yeah. And you're like, what? There was yeah, a gorilla. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it, yeah, it's because you're yeah, focusing yeah, yeah. on the people playing tennis or something. You didn't notice the gorilla walking through the background. And it's, it's kind of like yeah. that. I get it. Um, okay. And then the other thing is, right at the end, the boy, well, there's a two things at the end. First, were they not going to jail? Were they not being I don't charged? know that. that I, I was confused about that, but I yeah, don't know. We don't know the laws well. in, I don't know the law in Korea. I don't know how it works. Because they were like standing up for trial, weren't they? And then. Yeah. And they got what they, was called, something called a suspended sentence or something like that. Yeah. And um, then they ended up not doing anything. And then the other thing is the boy then writes the dad. The boy the boy sees the SOS message from the dad saying, you know, I've escaped. I'm living in the mm-hmm. basement, but I'm okay. And he sends him a letter back to say, dad, I'm going to earn money. I'm going to buy the house. And then when I buy the house, you can come out of the basement and live with mm. me and mum. How's he got that letter to him? 
don't know. Because we yeah, don't, we don't, we, we, we don't mean. see that though. What do you mean? Because the last, but he he sp- wouldn't have been able to get that letter to him. That's that's what I like. So to get that letter to the dad, the kid would have had to sneak into the break into the house in the middle of the night, go down into the basement, yeah. give the letter to the dad, and get back out without. I don't know. Well, because the dad uh, comes the, up at it, the it, end, and I was just like, "How would he have got that letter to him?" It just didn't make sense to me. That didn't happen, though. What do you mean it didn't happen? That was him. So he he was writing the letter, and he was he was explaining what's going, what he intends to do, what's going to happen. Mm. And so that entire scene is just a dream in a way. It's it's him thinking about the future because the very last scene is him writing, finishing writing the letter. So that's the, the only thing that's is the dad coming out of the basement. And no, the after that, he's right. It, it fades to black and then it fades in again. And it's the kid finishing the letter the in the normal, in the normal place. Yeah. Okay. So that, that was, so, that was. So when I watched that bit, I was like, what? That's that. So he, he did it. Is that, is it a happy ending? Is that happened to the story? And then at the end, mm. he's sat there still writing the letter. And I was like, ah, okay, so this is what he wants to happen. Which then reminded me of the scene oh, so where... so that didn't actually happen. You're saying the dad it, no, didn't actually buy the house. No, yeah, that's why... Because I, I would have said, yeah, why did ah. the dad know when to come out of the basement? That's what I'm that's, saying. He just walks yeah. out as, in, as if he knows that they've moved in. And yeah. I was like, huh? So he was doing... They were doing literally the narration. Literally what the guy was saying in his letter. So Because ah. obviously he wouldn't have been able to come out of the basement... He would have to go I down there it. and unlock him and everything. And you yeah, know, you don't I even know understand. if he's there. Which okay. I thought was really cool because um, when they escape from the house and they're running, the dad says he's got a plan. And when they're staying in the gym because their house is flooded, the son says, um, dad, you said you had a plan. What was the plan? And the dad said, "Best, pl- you know what a plan is that never fails? Not having a plan. Did you think anybody else in this gym planned on staying in a gym tonight? See, the best plan is one that, you know, you don't have. And the son's like, okay. And then it ends mm. uh, with the son making a plan. So that, that to me says like, it's not going to work. So even though you, you kind of see this and you're like, oh, it's a happy ah, thing, you then realize yeah. he's making a plan, okay, which we've clever. already been like, it's already been foretold that plans in this movie, in this story, don't work. Nothing so goes ends, to plan. Yeah. And yeah. so he's ended with this very, very specific plan and you see the plan happen. That's different to how the entire movie's felt until you realize that it's just the plan. It's not what actually happens. And that to me, I was, oh. I got to the end and I was like, oh, I really like that. I really like that. Yeah. Okay. So that makes more sense to me because I didn't <clears throat> figure that out. I just thought, okay. I was just like, oh, that's rubbish. He's not, how is he going to know? That's what <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there thinking. <laughs> it's, it's oh, I was just like, what? That makes no sense. No, that, which is um, fair, which is fair. But that's part of, I think that's, I think there's lots in the movie that I've missed as well. And I've kind of, Taken a few highlights from it, though, for myself, what, what I really liked. Um, I loved the characters. I loved the story, the way it developed. Um, I was on the... Because you can have groundbreaking movies. Like this movie, released in the 60s, people would have, wouldn't have known what it was 
until everything started going wrong. But because we've 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 consumed such a lot of cinema to this day, mm-hmm. you kind of know something's going wrong. It's definitely going to go wrong. So even though that's happening and, and, and everything's going really well, you're kind of there always thinking, what's going to go wrong? What is actually going to go wrong? And what I found really um, uh, falsely comforting in the first half of the film, a lot of it was quite funny. Yeah, the first, yeah, yeah, there were yeah. lots of jokes. Yeah, yeah, there was some humour. And so I watched it. With, I watched it with my housemates, and we were we were laughing every now and then. And I was laughing and like going, <laughs> "Why are we laughing? Oh, something's yeah. going to go wrong, right? Something's, something's going to go happen. wrong." And it's leading you into a false sense of perception. Exactly. Almost. And but it doesn't take you quite into the. It doesn't give you enough to make it jarring. It's not like a really happy feel good go get and film, and then suddenly everything goes wrong. You, it's kind of got this yeah. aura of. Something is going to go wrong, but right it's now eeriness. it's fine. Now it's okay. Mm-hmm. And the thing that happened was, even when the old housekeeper turned up and you're like, shit, shit, shit. That yeah, still that had fun. did get me, I must admit, when the doorbell first goes. And it's like, and ding, like ding, 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 ding. And it's and just her like, face oh, no. there and she's being a bit yeah. weird. But then you're like, yeah. okay, okay. And then you find the husband's there and it's like okay, well, maybe they're going to help each other out. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it, it, and, yeah. this, and there's the scene where she's trying to push open the bookcase and she's just like suspended in the air between the wall and the bookcase. Yeah, and it yeah, looks yeah, really yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, they get it to move and she falls, falls off. And it's a bit slapstick. And then, I think, um, I think this is where it happened. She's about to come up the stairs and the family's home. The mum just kicks her back down the stairs. And she starts rolling and you're oh, like, yeah, you're, like you're like, you're like, and you're like, you could even imagine her. <sighs> but she makes a thud, didn't she? When she hits the- until that moment. And from that moment on, there was no more humor in the movie. I think the humor okay. cut yeah, out with sense. a literal thud. And that was her head hitting the back of the wall. And from that point on me, my housemates watching, there wasn't a single bit of laughter. Like there was nothing funny happening from then on. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well it all, it all goes pretty sour from there. Yeah. Think about it. But, but you know, they could have kept the kind of slapstick nature, but the tone of the film kind of completely changed. And that's, I really, really liked that. And honestly, I, I dreamt about this film (laughs) and I was, yeah. And there's a scene where the kid is eating the cake and the husband's sneaking out of the basement and his eyes just appear over the stairs. Oh, that, that's I'll, a little bit creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah, now yeah, it's yeah, kind, yeah, of, yeah. kind of rubbing me up the wrong way. And um, yeah, so I like, I really like the tone of the film. Like at the beginning, you're, you're watching, um, even when it's going f- well, like they're getting the jobs, they're just trying to get like, everyone's trying to get onto WhatsApp and get the Wi-Fi because... Um, because they can't get the Wi-Fi in the apartment and it's all a bit comical. And even up to the point where the family, um, uh, that they're escaping, it's, it's, it's the humor is done very, very well. And then those same jokes that would have been maybe funny in the first half were just, were not funny in the second half, like at least to me. So when she found her cigarettes after in their flooded, um, Apartment. Flooded apartment. She lights up. Now, if that scene had been at the beginning, 
I would have been like, <laughs> she's sat on the toilet and it's exploding and she's smoking a cigarette. But at this point in the film, I'm there going, fucking hell. Jeez. Yeah. Like, how'd you yeah, come back yeah. from you, this? It's Now you feel sorry for them at that point, don't yeah. you? Yeah. And um, I thought it was, and I thought, I loved the film. I loved, I, I can see why it won Best Picture. And throughout it, I was waiting for them to make some remarks about the title. Like I was waiting for like one of the characters to call someone else a parasite or something like that, just to really bring it home. But they didn't. And actually, I I feel that the the title is a bit more underlaid because there's a bit. They're essentially meant being parasites off the wealthy. That's the that's the yeah, idea yeah. behind it. And I think that's clever. Yeah, and I, I, I like the way the title. That. I liked it. Yeah. But then there was another bit. Um, I don't know if you picked this up, but um, when they were partying together in the house, the mum took the piss out of the husband saying that, oh, he's not as strong as he thinks he is. He's just a little cockroach. Yes. Like, as yes, soon as you stamp in front of them, yeah. they go running. Like as soon as anything yeah, yeah. bad happens, he goes running. And he, yeah. he, they, it was made into a joke and he pretended that he was really upset about it. However, then when they've got the party scene and the guy comes out yes. and stabs them, Yes. The dad looks up and literally everyone else except him is running away. And so you have this thing where he's being called the cockroach at the beginning and he's the parasite. But then at this point, everyone else is doing what she said cockroaches do, which is just everyone's run away and fending for themselves. So I thought that was he, um, crazy. He stabs because the other thing as well, I thought like his motive for stabbing the dad his, his motive for sta- stabbing the upper class dad, so the lower class dad stabs upper class dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was, was weird because ultimately, unless I've, again, missed something vital, he stabbed him because he said he was smelly. And I was like, yeah, it's not mm. ideal to be told that you're smelly. But if somebody told me, Luke, you stink, I wouldn't stab them. I'd probably go and have a wash. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's, it's like, that, that bit got me as well. It's like, is, is he that annoyed about the fact he said he's it, smelly? It's not about his smell, though. It's about the fact that he's saying that something like that is a reason to hate, like, to... to he, he The wealthy dad r- literally ranks the guy lower. They're having a conversation, and he's like, oh, he, he he's, always sounds like he's about to cross the line, um, but he doesn't. I like that. That makes it good. But the smell crosses the line. And it's to think that someone with such a good nature, personality, such hardworking qualities can be completely pushed over the line or um, completely disregarded just because of its smell. And that man is in a position where he can do that. He can judge that because he's rich, he's powerful. He can choose Mm -hmm. who gets to do it and he can choose based on someone's smell. And he doesn't have to make decisions based on people's quality. And I think if they'd made those joke, if, if he made those comments about maybe the, the sister of the brother, daughter, uh, mm. a daughter and the son, um, then they wouldn't have reacted the same way. But I mm-hmm. think what's going on in the dad's head is a lot more behind the scenes, a lot more ingrained from most probably how he's been treated by society. So, Obviously, mm-hmm. the kids only know this for what life is like for the last eight, 16, 18 years. Um, they've only been living it that long, but the dad's been living it for, what, 50 years or something like that, 40, mm-hmm. 50 years. And so mm-hmm. 
it's obviously he didn't stab him because he said he smells, but I feel like it was yeah, from right. a, um, it kind of triggered something. It switched something in him. Um, and it wasn't the smell comment, but this, that kind of moment made him realize that this man isn't in his eyes, a good person at the end of the day. Um, yeah, okay. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes more that makes more sense. But I think on the whole, like for me, when I think <laughs> this is where I sound like a twat <laughs> as always. Um, like the films you gave me, like Captain Fantastic and um, the Grand Budapest Hotel and the Green Book, I kind of got to the end of all those films. Like, oh, that was awesome! That was yeah. really worth a watch. And I think maybe you got to appreciate films a bit more to understand it. Because I got to the end and I was like, yeah, family go in a house family find hidden person in the basement hidden person in the basement comes out and stabs people mm. and then there's weird lights and stuff that i don't understand i just kind of I, I don't know I, I just got to the end and I'm, I'm not saying it's a shit film but i really wasn't like i i wouldn't personally like with all the all the films we've watched mm. i'd recommend other i'd re- recommend other things before i sent people to watch this yeah i think i think if people want to feel good and this is not the film. I think I think the other films, most of the films that I've sent to you have like a feel-good conclusion. Even the ones like Whiplash, where everything goes no, wrong not, for him. Um, he what has was a, the one with the geezer that... Nightcrawler? True. Yeah, yeah. True. And I, and I like that. Okay. Well, yeah, because I was thinking more of the Captain Fantastic... Um, uh, yeah, all the ones I like. It's like yeah, all, peanut butter falcon. Really happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're happy at the end. Yeah. It's it's the movie equivalent of like trumpets in a song for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. Yeah, I'm just so simple. It's like yeah, okay, that entertains me. Yeah, everyone's happy at the end. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Mm. But for me, um, yeah, Parasite. Um, probably, if any any of my friends who are into movies, um, or if anyone asks for a recommendation for a movie at the moment, then that's something that I'm definitely going to recommend as as well and i'd recommend for we go. everyone at home to to watch it give it a go it's a long one it i think the acting's acting's great i think um the style uh, the camera work is fantastic the production the tone the story is um the story's good it's not groundbreaking like we said you know the, the idea of the person being in the basement but a lot of the commentary i thought was awesome really really good thank you it for it got 99% whoever. It got 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty high. Which is critics. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it's critically acclaimed. I think on IMDb, it's an 8.9, 8. 8.6, which is quite high for a movie on IMDb. So, yeah. Nice. There you go. Ooh. There you go. There you go. There you go. Look at us. Um, yeah. No, uh, on the whole, it was okay. You know, <laughs> but um, I'm the. I'm not gonna. It's not the best thing that I've seen, to be fair. But so, so how does this work? Is this something that we, as a podcast, recommend giving a watch then, or? Uh, I personally am not fussed. I don't. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother. Okay. Oh. I I personally wouldn't bother, but I don't know. I was. I, I, do, you know, do you know what it might be? It might be one of these things. You know, when something's bigged up, and you, I looked at it, and I was like, "Fuck!" It's won all these awards, and it's really, really like, mm. it's really, really highly reviewed. And I've gone in there with this expectation of like, "This is gonna be amazing," and then I was just like, oh, "I don't know." Mm. Maybe you know, like maybe if I'd have gone in and knew nothing about it, 
and I haven't looked at it, I might have enjoyed it more. But I, I was expecting yeah. it to be this gr- like groundbreaking story and stuff, and I just don't know. Okay, because like, there, cause there wasn't I, a huge amount of twisting and turning. No, but I, I knew, I knew of it because obviously it won the Oscar, so I'd heard of it. And then, I, but I was like, okay, put it put it on the list to watch at some point. Um, mm. A friend of mine really, really, really wants to watch it, and. Um, so, so I didn't have much, but I, I myself didn't look at any trailers, didn't look at any descriptions or anything like that. I just went on right. Amazon and realized that on the German Amazon, uh, the other only German subtitles. So I had to, uh, work a way around that, but I wasn't ready to Here we go. do it all in German. There we go, my man. Here we let's go. Jump, let's jump, let's, let's jump, jump, let's jump. Cause we've got tunes, music tunes, to tunes. do as well. Mm-hmm. Tunage. And I'm excited about this week. I'm excited. Uh-huh. I'm excited. Cause we've Why got are you excited, Luke? Because it's Tash Sultana, um, yeah. which I which I thought might be our first shot at getting a female artist into the Travis Pepper playlist. Thought past tense. Oh, oh no. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how are we starting because, this? Are you starting? Are you starting? Because the the reason I say that because maybe I didn't know this. I found this out. She identifies as well. They identify as non-binary. So okay. We have a non-binary. So this is the first. This is an opportunity to put our first non-binary person into the Travis Pepper playlist. Hmm. But we will still have to hunt for a female artist because I never knew that about this person. Um, I knew. That- I knew they were. Um, uh, they had a same-sex partner. I knew that much. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 No. I. It, it's quite apparent if you look in early. If you look into. If you look into the. If you look into Tash Sultana, it's everywhere. Um. Because I just kind of had a look and I was like, okay. Um. Like another Australian. I was like, we just love to promote. We just love to promote Australian uh, bands and upcoming artists. You, apparently, you know, and this isn't. Every time I finished this album, and then Spotify did the autoplay, it was Lime yes. Cordial. It came on. It was um, uh, Chiris- oh, who are the Chiriscura guys? Oh, blanking. Um, oh, uh, Ocean Alley. Ocean Alley. They came on. Holy Holy came on as well. I was there <laughs> going. Have I accidentally unlocked a scene of music that is just gonna? It's like yeah, gonna yeah, keep yeah. flowing. I can't stop it. It's just gonna keep coming back to this. But yeah, okay. Because this was a, this was another one, yeah, so like I was kind of like, okay, p- somebody that started music when they were three got their guitar, mm-hmm. at, they got a guitar from their granddad at three years old, kind of like solo artist, played in a few bands, um, dropped something on YouTube, um, yeah, that went massive. It was the that was the loop pedal for Jungle, jungle. yeah, Jungle, love that Jungle song. is love a that great, song, yeah, j- drunk, and Jungle isn't on this because this isn't. So we're going to talk about. Tash Sultana Flow State, which is an LP, I believe, mm-hmm, apparently. Mm-hmm. So this isn't even an album. But all of these things... Oh, it is an album. That's what like, an LP is. An LP play, stands play, for long play. Yeah. Play, so long that's play, what yeah. we think. My, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not an EP, extended play. But then but, it was kind of reminding me of Ruby Fields. Do you remember Ruby Fields? Because I was like, this yeah. is another young female um, solo artist. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the music, but the story of mm-hmm, the individual mm-hmm. you know growing up busking um playing guitar from a young age this um tash Altana plays over 20 instruments as well i never knew that 
Plays over 20 yeah, instruments. Yeah. Well, That's talented. On the videos and stuff, there's all the loop um, loop pedals. You've got the synths um, and all, all of the layers and stuff that's going on in there. I, I found that because the big hit was Jungle, and that was, I've, I've heard that so many times, that was one of my most played tracks of the t- 2017, I think it was. And a, that is a great song, Jungle yeah. by Tash Altana. And you can cool. find that on the album, uh, on Flow State, there is a lot of, even though it's not done with a loop pedal, as far as I know, it was kind of tracked, they're still written with a kind of loop pedal feel, like it builds up with the, uh, you know, you've got the electric rhythm guitar, then the lead guitar comes in, then the drums come in. There's lots of moments mm-hmm. where the songs kind of drop out and then come back in in the same way that you would use um, a loop pedal. And I thought, yeah, and it was kind of not jarring, but it was kind of like, oh, it's got that kind of loop pedal feel, but it's not. It's cool. Mm. So you can like see where the artist has come from in a way. Yeah. Which is yeah, ma- which yeah, is cool. ma- ma- massively. And I think like there is so much of what you were saying there in this album, that kind of variety that they bring with um changing rhythms and, and tempos and introducing different instruments at different times and then having a certain start dropping that out something else coming in mm. um there's a track in this album called seven which is like halfway through so maybe we start at the top but that track <laughs> <laughs> that track has no vocal in it for example and i thought that was really cool because there's a little they're, they're uh, really- on my list here there's a little f next to seven for favorite of uh one Are of the favorites you, okay so you like yeah, yeah i highlight i highlight in orange when i got a favorite mm-hmm. um, and seven is seven is highlighted orange but like that was one thing that i was like this song is incredibly engaging mm-hmm. with no vocal like it's incredibly engaging mm-hmm. with no vocal and the way that like the rhythms change um like i say the tempos change i think there's a bit in this track where is it a harp that is played that they play where it just kind of breaks that it sounds like it's it sounds to me like it's a harp in there um, um well, what, it's, a, it's a long it's not as long as some songs on the album but it's the bam 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 that kind of bit that's it's the, a, that that's the opener right okay yeah. um oh and then you and then you get wow, then you get a, wow, it's like you get, a, you get the you get the solo, yeah, and then and then it drops down into a, like what sounds like a harp, and it's just playing a harp for like 10, 20 seconds, and then it drops into the the very um, like I would say, oh yeah, the yeah, biggest it, part it's, where yeah, it's they a bring harp. the bass back. Is yeah. it a harp? Yeah, yeah see, yeah. I thought that was really cool. I'm listening to it like, now. <laughs> right, okay. So after the harp, it then just goes boom, and it almost comes this electric bass and drum beat comes back. Yeah, and, it, and it's real atmospheric and it's real eerie yeah and like you go through all of that in one song and you have no vocal and uh, i guess you get to the end of the track and you're like that's wicked yeah like, you get so dragged into that song um and it and i think it's a real showcase of this individual's like musical talent and ability to create variety in a song that just mm-hmm. hooks you in without a single word being spoken yeah it kicks in so it, it has that kind of Halftime feel with the bam 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 bam. You got the lead guitar, yep. then it kind of comes yep. down for that harp, and I like how the harp yep. goes all the way down to this deep piano chord at the end. Yep. And then it, I will say, it was very jarring the first time I listened to it because I, my brain went, "Oh, suddenly X Files!" Like it sounded like uh, the the theme to like a crime TV show, 
And I was like a bit okay. taken aback. But then next time I listened to it, I was like, yeah, I'm vibing with it. Because a lot of the songs on the album had me kind of bobbing my head in a certain way. And the tempo of this really changed it up. So it's like, so a lot of the songs, the kind of beat was like, and I was there just like yeah, listening on the train, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. bobbing my head along. Kind of go or, through the motions with it, don't you? Yeah. And then there's like the, it's like a bit of a faster one where your head's bobbing a bit faster. And this was, this kind of was like a mid range between those two. And it was more of a driving part, which was really nice to come after like, um, the first four tracks of the album, uh, which kind of solidified this, this style that we've previously heard from Tash. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, I, it, that's when it kind of went, is, is it, I went, is this album going to be really good music, mostly the same, or is there going to be something a bit different? And it was when seven came in, that it was like, oh, things are going to be a different. Okay, cool. Yeah. Seven is um, definitely very different. Yeah. Which was, which was quite, which is quite nice. Um, so we've jumped right in at the middle of this, yeah. which is Should cool. We go back to the top. We yeah, go, let's we go back like to the top. To, we like and to discuss the opening track of an album, don't we? And also, mm-hmm. like um, album cover. Like I've just quickly said, yeah. I like an album yeah. cover. Do your I album like cover bit. It's, it's 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 psychedelic, isn't it? This album cover. It's like eyes looking. Yeah. It's like the same face, kind of hidden in a pattern. Orange, blue. It's engaging for me because it's lots of bright colours. So kind of like how I was talking about my vegetables on my plate earlier. <laughs> yeah. Rather, oh, than just, <laughs> rather than just the meat, this kind of attracts me like a plate of vegetables. Were you convinced um, by food dye as a child? Food like, dye. Like if if, if your custard was blue, would you be like, gobble, oh! <laughs> gobble, gobble? Yeah, I think I, I'm kind of one of those people that like shiny, you know, attracts mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, You're a crow. Yeah, like if you know, if you're sitting in a class and a kid did that thing with their watch, you know, kids used to do that thing and you could shine the light. And I, you know, I'm, you know, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, like I know what you're the doing. Sun, you bounced it off your watch and it's like bam. And um, I be, that you, cool. If that caught my eye, I'd be like, oh, do you know what I mean? Like, Scroll. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like that. And, and this album cover does that for me. Yeah. Um, it, it, the blues and the and oranges and it's psychedelic. You'd kind mm-hmm. of like imagine on an acid trip, it would look really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think we had this, I think it was, um, I'll tell you what it was. It was the uh, Black Keys album. What was it called? Blue in Blue mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I can't remember what it's called. The Black Keys album we looked at. Uh, it's called Blue Something. Anyway, doesn't and matter. Didn't get in. A, yeah, I know. It didn't get <laughs> turn in. Turn blue. That had a turn blue. That had a, a very psychedelic um, style album cover to it, which I thought suited the music. And this does the same thing. It has mm-hmm. that psychedelic album cover that um, fits in with with the music. Well, this so might be I, why I like you're that. you're drawn to the genre then, because if you like that the album cover matches the music and that's the kind of album cover you're drawn to, maybe this whole psychedelic rock is just your package. That's just that's just your, your <laughs> thing. I just like the colours. I just, <laughs> I just like, like the break. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But then we and then we open up with mm-hmm. is it seed? Mm-hmm. And it just kind of again, it, it, it's atmospheric, psychedelic, isn't it? Like, and and she, do you know what? She, her voice comes in right, and it's very clear, and mm. it's very kind of crisp. The way that she starts singing, it catches you straight away. Her vocal, mm. but do you know what? I found kind it's, of weird. And I it's don't know got if a you, really soulful, croony voice uh, to yeah. it, which I really, I like. That, 
Tash Sultana could release a bad song and I'd probably still enjoy it because of the way, uh, like the style of singing. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. Uh, so that's a confusing thing when you, you're trying to be a bit more objective about what makes the album good. Like there were some tracks on this album where I couldn't say why. And I was just like, I like the voice. It makes me feel nice. So, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though? Like that's kind of a little bit what I've got because mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't pick up on certain lyrics. And I, I mm -hmm. said that like, there are some great tracks in this album, mm -hmm. but like every track is at a level where you go, nah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. very. Okay, very I'll, I'll tell you. When I we get to the tracks, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you which well, ones those are. <laughs> well, opening the opening track for me is a bit of a <laughs> track <laughs> because, <laughs> because she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't like it doesn't pop for me and mm -hmm. doesn't like explode. Um, yeah. But it's kind of like at a level and it gets your attention. The other thing, yeah, I was it's a say, bit of a like hit. A, I'm here. Because the notes I've got is, 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 is the, um, hold on. I'm just listening to the album right now. <laughs> so the, it, it's just the guitar and it's just the vocals. Simple. Yes, she, she, he, they do that a lot. I'm gonna yeah. It's all right. <laughs> Your intention's fine. Um, but there's a lot of vocal acrobatics. It's mm -hmm. a bit of a show off in a way. Um, I still think it's tasteful. I'm I'm one to get a bit annoyed by vocal acrobatics, especially in like R and B kind of stuff. But here, it was mm. quite tasteful. And what I also liked was, I think it was recorded without a click track because there are bits where it kind of slightly slows down a bit and slightly speeds up, and it kind of makes it feel a bit raw, a bit more loose. And it's yeah. kind of like you know because the first DP was that loop pedal thing it's all live <laughs> and stuff mm -hmm. and that's the kind of vibe uh, that it had mm -hmm. and um, yeah so it was kind of like well this is what I'm about now here's mm -hmm. my new album like, which is what mm -hmm. I thought that song did but I agree I do think it's a bit of a I can't say why the song was good I can't say which bit mm. caught me which bit was great Agreed. but yeah. it, it, it did that job for me yeah I think so. that um, the other thing that I was going to say was that um, the vocal, you know how you were saying it starts so clean and crooner, it develops like what I describe as a raspiness to it. Mm -hmm. Like I find the voice, I find they change their voice and it almost has that kind of what I call this like Maverick Sabre, Paloma Faith style kind yeah. of rasp raspy. Do you know what I'm like, I like Paloma it? Faith, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan. Um Mainly, mainly her on panel shows. She's got a great oh, she's personality. She's fantastic, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. So like, I would love to go on a date with Paloma Faith. I think I've, be I've said that as well. Like, if you had to pick like, one person or, or like or pick pick three people to go on a double date with, I think mine was like, um, who was it? It it was Paloma Faith. Yes, and then it would be like someone like, and the other couple would be. Uh, Patrick Stewart and uh, Meryl Streep or someone. <laughs> and then like, I think that would be an entertaining evening or like dinner or something. Patrick Stewart and Meryl Streep. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine chatting with them. They've probably got some yeah. great stories. Yeah, great probably. Story. And they'll pr I, I, I'm sure I, I, they'll be up to, for like a club. <laughs> uh, I, I'd love to. I'd love to do it. I don't know what she'd think of me. I think she'd probably feel sorry for me. 
I think she she'd like you in the same way that people like their dog. Dogs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, or someone yeah. else's dog. It's like it's nice and I wanna cuddle it, but I don't wanna look after it like full time. <laughs> <laughs> that's your job. That's I your know. job. I know this is why um, I can say that that's that's how people feel. Uh, um, but but yeah, no, I, the voice. I do like her voice in it, mm. and um, yeah, I, I think that. Um, I will say though, um, Seed, me. there's one point in the first like vocal lick where she goes, she's doing that. It sounds like it's about to go yes. into where the lion sleeps tonight, ah. and it, and I kind of went. Yeah, and I, I, had does, to, I had to stop the track and go. Which is which is strange because on the next track, uh, Big Smoke, the bridge is like bum 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 ba da da dum bum bum. So I was like, oh boy, oh boy. Maybe maybe this sorry if I've ruined huge, that for anyone. This person's a huge um, Lion King fan. Dash Saldana is heavily influenced by, by the Lion King. The Lion King. Fact. For sure. Um, but, but, mm-hmm. but, but, um, what have I got for Big Smoke? Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I've got, it's more reggae. Has it got mm-hmm. a reggae feel to it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. It's also got, um, it's beatboxed um, as well. Do, 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 do. I didn't pick up on that. So, um, so it's got the electric drums, but you can also hear like a, it's like, I don't know if I can still do it, but it's like, like kind of, sound whenever it does the bass drum so it's like some right. it's like a really low mm. bit which 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 is like uh didn't pick up on that yeah well i think i, I kind of was like is it and i kept going back and i thought it was um but it was also what i because th- tash's done she's uh, they've done beatboxing on the loop pedal stuff as well um, so that's why I kind of was like, oh, it's like a heavy production electronic kit, but also it's got a little bit of the beatboxing as well in it as well. But this, this, this was like signature loop pedal style arrangement with the really reverby lead guitars over the top as well. Um, See, I thought that was done really well across the whole of the album. Like the I don't guitars. know if it's reverb or chorus. Like, uh, I don't know. See, but I this, think they do that so well over the some of the vocal is so heavily reverbed and usually like i'd be like okay right i love it on the vocals but i find the lead guitar throughout this album too twangy too twangy yeah too twangy it's too i understand twang 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 which which (laughs) which which i find really annoying because when talking about (laughs) tash sartana years ago i was like i'm not sure about the lead guitar and people would go, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say it's technically great, but it's um, it's got a really good feel. And I'm like, no, 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 the opposite. Like, I think the yes, feel's there underneath. Incredible. Technically incredible. But I think it's the tone. Incredible. I think it's the guitar tone because it feels so wispy and weak. It loses a bit of the emotion and the energy that is probably being given to the performance. And the reason why I think it's that is because of the guitar solos. The guitar solo tone's fantastic. Fantastic, and I listen to those guitar right. solos, and I can imagine stage lights performing on stage, just feeling it, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, 100%, so it's obviously yeah. there. So I, I think that's a production thing, and I don't know if that's just like 
Dash Sardana's just gone, yeah, that's I like I love that sound, I'm keeping it, which in case, you know, personal preference, obviously. But yeah, of course. I, I think it's it definitely different. Done it better. Yeah. It's definitely different. And if you're talking about um to stick on the topic of guitar solos and mm. guitar work on this, I mean Blackbird, is it Blackbird? Oh. Like mm, it's um, it's it's got the uh, acoustic guitar at the beginning and then Believable. Yeah. That's that the second is, last track. You do like a long ending track, don't you? I love a long track. I love a long track. Um I love this I, I mean you talk about guitar work like the 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 technical ability on this song on blackbird is incredible and i'm just like they're just unloading their kind of this is how good i am at playing this instrument do you know what i mean it's just a mm-hmm. it's just a showcase of talent that um and it always gets me when they start singing have you seen that blackbird um mm-hmm. when the mm-hmm. vocal comes in and, and you hear the have you seen that blackbird? I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. It really hits me somewhere, that song. Um, but it's eight minutes long and it's just like, like you say, guitar madness. Um, but sorry, I've jumped forward right to the end. But I That's just, fine. when you were talking, when you yeah. were talking about the kind of technical capability from Tash Sultana, well, I just, I'm blown away by Well, whilst we're here on Blackbird, as it yeah. started, you know Bon Jovi, you know the oh. song. Yeah, but you know the song Wanted Dead or Alive? No. The acoustic guitars, very reminiscent. I'll make a note. It's very reminiscent. It's like, I think there's got to be some influence there in some way, but it it goes for this, like, you know, brilliant guitar work sort of thing. This acoustic guitar, brilliant acoustic guitar work, which um, Richie Sambora, Bon Jovi, very, very good at all the times. I think they wrote all their songs on acoustic guitar before making them big and sexy and stuff so yeah so great song do you know do you know and and you might tell me that i'm now about to talk a lot of shit and if you think that i love these moments yeah please put me please put me (laughs) down but pink moon is another song that i like um i want to say that's a long track as well maybe i'm wrong um but it's yeah it's it's almost seven minutes long it's kind yeah. of reminiscent um, of the first track i find it's just like vocal guitar yeah until the end yeah, where yeah, it gets yeah. big and soloy and do you know what that reminded me of the bit the soloy bit at the end pink floyd because when you were talking about um yeah, who yeah. did you just say who did you just say um bon jovi bon jovi um i was gonna say david blaine for some reason I was like, <laughs> he's a fucking magician yeah. he's a fucking magician <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> why am i, I going to reference a magician mm. um pink floyd i was just like the sound and yeah it's the, very dave Gilmore. Uh, yeah the solo to me was very pink floyd influence i was like that's cool and, and, and do you know what maybe did it is the track's called pink moon and obviously one of the yeah, biggest most pink famous pink pieces of work for floyd. them is dark side dark of the side moon mm-hmm. isn't it yeah. Dark Side of the Moon. So maybe that influenced me a little bit, but I was like, oh my God, it sounds like Pink Floyd. Maybe maybe um, that influenced the song like that as track. well. You know, maybe. Uh, that, that, that's why, because li- it was so heavily influenced. The the only, um, the only, like talking about so- songs influenced and stuff, I, was, I don't know why, but I'm just going to pop to lyrics. Did, did any lyrics stand out for you out of this? Because I, I found um, myself, sometimes lyrics really get me and I didn't find that they did. I have this. one... The only one I have is where she sings, I like, I like, I like my eggs, sunny side up. 
and that's on Mellow Marmalade. Um, I don't know if you remember it, but she goes, I like, I like. Oh, it's hard for me to do, but I'm not going to be able to sing it. But um, um, for ages, I, I, I liked like, in, she, well, the third song. Eggs. Well, they said, uh, there's one point where one of the lyrics is like, uh, got a little bit of a pickle here. And I, that that stood out to me as one, uh, just kind of a little bit of a, <laughs> little bit of a pickle. Oh. But the the one that actually stood out for me, you know, like a quality way was on cigarettes. So third song on the album, which is yeah. the chorus is permanent vacation. One of the lines, I'm, I need a permanent vacation to my soul, um, which I thought was, I, I really liked that. The idea of, you know, taking time away from real life to focus on yourself. And so like taking a permanent vacation to your soul and to just focus on that for the rest of your life. And I think that's kind of um, what Dash Sultan is kind of about in a way. Yeah. And and that song, While We're On Cigarettes, which is what track three. Yeah. Um, again, wicked guitar solo. And it just yes. cuts with a guitar solo at the end, doesn't it? Right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I was almost like, Hey, where's the track gone? Like, like, it was like, it really took me by surprise how like it's just soloing away and then it just like almost goes down and it's just done and the track ends. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I thought that was wicked, but it, I, for a split second, I was like, huh? You just didn't expect a song to finish in that yeah. way. I didn't. Anyway. I liked how it ended because it was like, it was going from a, a boom, kind of similar to a welcome to the jungle kind of, um, uh, sorry, her song, jungle. Jungle. Yeah. Her song, it, jungle. Yeah. It was kind of like that backbeat, kind of chilled out beat. And then suddenly it was like down and it's and it starts packing up and it starts picking up pace. And I was there like, I remember, yeah, I was on the I was on the train and I was there just like, mm, 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 yeah, this is brilliant. And it was, I was like, this is indie. Luke's gonna love this. And it's, it's really, it's like this a really, really indie guitar like double hi-hat drums and then there's a guitar solo yeah luke, i think this is going to be uh, a nice bit for luke i thought of you yeah well i and i do like that i like the way that they add so much variety and like mm. you say they just pick it up and like you, you know you get these songs so sometimes it's nice where you get a song that goes and it kind of holds the same vibe the whole way through but when you get something like this that cuts and like you says just chuck something in there a bit mm. more upbeat a bit more tempo that catches you um so i did i did like it um what are your favourite tracks then? Um, I've if got... You, if you're going to recommend two or three, let's see, if, let's see what we bounce on. So I've got Murder to the Mind. I liked it because it was, it was... I love the organ. Another scratchy solo. It's got a horn section in it and it's got what I call this... this it, it's dark, sultry rock. It's kind of got this, like, rock god, kind of god, goddess, whatever, just... You can imagine them on stage just being like overwhelming you with this sound. It's not something that I dance to. It's something that it was something that would just like takes over as a feeling. Um, yep. Like I could play, play you some other tracks with a similar kind of vibe that do the same thing for me. Uh, seven. Yeah. was on there yep. as well. Tick. I, um, I, I would recommend seven. Um, <sighs> I loved, um, so I liked Harvest Love and um, Mystic, um, but I would have preferred a simpler vocal line in Harvest Love. But um, mm -hmm. Free Mind was the tone of every instrument Free in minds. that song was gorgeous. Okay, yeah, that's a good track. It's happy, 
upbeat and it's kind of like I can imagine just being a little bit out of it just flowing away to it and every single part of that song sounds gorgeous that was the point where I was like yeah I don't really like the lead guitar in some of the other songs that kind of jangly but in this it was perfect um, and I think this was the first single off the album maybe I think I remember I hearing know. this a long time ago um, and well, I mean next to it it's got um, actually no it might have been one of the other ones anyway uh, yeah so my top tracks were uh, Murder to the Mind 7 um, Free Mind and Mystic how you've yeah. left Blackbird off there, I do not know. Um, um, I liked Blackbird it. Blackbird is a quality track. But it was... I'd say it's a highlight of the album, but I wouldn't say it's a favourite track. because That makes no sense. Well, because without, without listening to the whole album, I wouldn't enjoy it. Really? But, but oh, I would. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't sit and play it and enjoy it. I'd want to listen to the whole album. Whereas if I play um, Free Mind or uh, Murder to the Mind, ah, a lot about mind in there, my favourites. Um, I could listen to them. I think I've got I've got um, Free Mind on a playlist uh, somewhere right. as well. So okay. listen to it. So, so I agree with you on Mystic and I agree with you on Seven, but I would also then go Blackbird and Pink Moon as mine. Mm-hmm. So the two of us agree on Mystic and Seven. Um in total. Yeah. But I like I, I I liked Pink Moon. It was in between two songs which I didn't like that much. Salvation, which I said was all right, but there wasn't much going on. It was one meh, meh tracks. Meh. It's one of them. Oh. Was it what was it, what noise were we making earlier? Meh. Yeah. I think meh. Yeah. And then Mellow Marmalade's just a simple acoustic song. Um yeah, so it kind of dipped in the middle for me after seven, but then um, enough to make the album still good at the end. It's, yeah. yeah, sure. Okay, makes sense. Well, for me, like, you know, when you said um, you knew I was going to like it, like I was already aware of this album. As soon as it came up last week, I almost went, oh, yeah, I love this album. Um, yeah. But like, I obviously managed, I don't know if I managed to save it or not, but yeah, so for me, like I was always going to put it in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the kind of final vote is ball is in your court, brother. Yeah, it's a no Should it stay me. or should yeah. it go? Is it a no? A, no, of course not. Oh. <laughs> of course it's going in. <laughs> oh, you little fucker. Yeah. It's the first time this season, it's back. It's going in, 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 it's a Travis Pepper plane. It's going in, it is a win, it's a Travis Pepper play this time. So there we go. First album of the season into the playlist. Tash, Tash Sultana Flow State is it's in. Travis and Moron approved. Travis and Moron approved. Big time. So check so, it out. So, dude, um, somehow Do we, we have managed somehow to Somehow we've make gone off two- for ages. Yeah, mate, we've waffled on, like, I don't know how digestible this episode is going to be for people because we've taken an hour and a half to do two things. Do do we, do we get, let's get our um, recommendations, recommendations for done. next week. So we're doing the book next off. week, hopefully, in some form or fashion. And, okay. um, hey, was that a pun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Excuse we've got, the um, yeah. hopefully, 
Yeah. We'll be joined by another guest. So then... Um, yes, hopefully got another guest next week. So then let's... Um, we we need another movie or album, really. Do you know what? Can I chuck you something that I've wanted to chuck you for a while? Oh. Are you going to have time? Oh, no. Okay, you want a movie or an album? No. Well, what is it? What is it? Is it a TV series? It's a Netflix that's like three episodes and um, they're between 45 to an hour. So it's not much longer than watching um, the film we had to watch this week. <laughs> and what I was thinking is if we've got a guest next week and we do an interview, you might get two weeks to do it anyway. But we, you could start it on the burn. We don't have to do it next week, but it's wicked. Okay, what is it? Go on. Do, do you want to it. see if you can st- still get it? Let me... Is it on Netflix? It used to be. Okay. Let me check. Well, it also might not be on Netflix for me. <laughs> me. That's a mistake I've made a couple of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'll just hit search if it comes up. But basically, it's a... Um, yeah, I don't even know if it's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it's still on Netflix. Okay, um, what is it? It's called Don't Fuck With Cats. Have you heard about it? All right, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I haven't heard of it, no, but but it's on here. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. So don't fuck with cats. It's a it's a three part series that follows uh, basically to very very short. I don't want to ruin it, but it's follow it follows um, a story of a group of people that are trying to catch a murderer online, and this murderer is uploading videos of them killing cats, and it starts as how these people are watching these videos and trying to decipher things they see and things that happen to figure out who is behind these videos that are going online. That sounds um, really cool. Right, yeah, okay. Being, I'll, get, I'll being, get that done. And it's true and it's wicked. Being the cat lover that I am, I'll struggle to watch some of it. But um, yeah, if you yeah. can get that done, get that done. I've been wanting to recommend that for a while because I think it's cool. And there's other nice. things that you'll discover along the way. Do you want anything else from me? Because I'm fucking no. loaded of stuff. I'm loaded with some stuff as well. <laughs> That's the thing. Like we've got a big build up. So, um, and we've still got loads of people's recommendations that came in. So we've got loads of books. We've got well, one, two, three, four, five, six, se- seven. Oh, I've just seen one of the film recommendations. God damn it! We're a this podcast is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Serious value-adding content we uh, do not deliver. No, sometimes no. we do. Um, um, yeah, so we've got loads to go through. So I've got loads of things that I want to give to you. Um, okay. Maybe maybe we set um, a budget for this series of what we can recommend, and the rest has to be recommendations from the audience. Okay, way. either way. Okay. The one thing I've missed is I've, I've, do you know what? I've missed recommending music because last season it was Travis Pepper versus the rag. So I yeah. wasn't recommending any music. And then I've been so patient. And then this season <laughs> we've got, we've got so many recommendations from the listeners. Well, so I'm like, I'm still I'm like really happy that we've taken some recommendations for. Because uh, what? My music's a load of tripe. Is that what you're saying? Yep. I've got some good little bands <laughs> that are still hiding away, <laughs> ready to yeah. come and play. Um, I've got some so, of your limits that I want to test as well. So, yeah, cool. Um, so hit me with something to watch and something to listen to. Then are we we're gonna we're we gonna have time next week. Then no, but I might as well get going with stuff, might I? Okay, is this something from me, or is this something from our audience? I oh, know because we well, have to do you, that you, together. You chuck me, you you chuck me something you've done because I've done 
don't fuck with cats. Okay. See what I mean? Okay. Right. For all the uh, all the fans and like-minded music lovers out there, this one has been kind of waiting for a while to go in. Um, it's by it's a band uh, called Bring Me the Horizon. Okay, and I've heard of them. Yeah, and they've just released their. It's an EP, but there's a lot on there um, called Post Human Survival Horror. And that's their latest EP. It came out... Uh, how long Post-human ago? Post-human what? Post-human survival horror. It came out on October 30th, and it was my most played album of 2020. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's all you want me to do? That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've got the book, we've got the series, we've got the album, and hopefully a guest next week as well. Cool. Done and dusted, mate. I don't know how we've waffled on for as long as we have. I hope for people it was kind of enjoyable. Yeah. Sorry for anyone who sent uh, questions in for what would Travis do. We'll uh, we'll get round to your questions uh, next week or. I apologise to everyone that's just fed up of hearing about me shitting myself as well. It's not something I want to talk about often, um, but it just seems to be the way that it keeps coming back up. So I do apologise. <laughs> such, such a genuine. Hopefully, hopefully next week we'll talk about Travis shitting himself. So there we go. We'll see how we do. Oh, God. Anyway, take care, people. Love you loads, Travis. I'll see you next week, buddy. Ciao. Bye. Next week. <laughs> next week. It's the Travis Pepper Show. Thanks for listening. Because you've made it until the end, I'd like to think that you've enjoyed yourself. If you did, or even if you didn't, then uh, just leave us a review and follow us on Instagram at Mentoring a Moron Podcast, where you can get in touch, send us recommendations, and see how we're getting on with our challenges. See you next week.